This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have a lot to get to this morning, but I do want to start with some good news. You may recall the Suffolk County police officers, Suffolk County police officers, nearly killed, one in particular after being stabbed in in the neck. That officer is set to leave the hospital today. Hundreds of police officers will line the hospital exit to greet the fellow officers that were critically wounded in the line of duty. This is going to happen at 11.30 a.m. regarding the two Suffolk County police officers uh, it's called an official walkout ceremony. It will take place where the wounded officers and their families will be greeted by applause and support from hundreds of fellow uh, police officers. And that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Thank God those officers are going to be okay. Please, please don't ever question. If your vote counts, if your vote matters, here's the bottom line. If folks turned out more in mass with the recent election, remember the red wave that was supposed to come? Republicans would have more of a cushion. If more people turned out to vote, they would have more of a cushion in terms of seats And they wouldn't just have 222 seats in Congress in the House and then need uh, 218 for Speaker. It would not matter what the 20 members of the Freedom Caucus did if the numbers were right. So, in other words, if McCarthy McCarthy had, uh, let's say... um, 240 members, 245 members. It wouldn't matter if every member of the Freedom Caucus voted against him. He would have been speaker on the first round of voting, and that would have been that. If something doesn't give, folks, if something does not give with this situation, Republicans may be forced to turn to Democrats to try 
and find a way out of this mess. They the house is uh in break on break if you will until uh later on today at noon after Mr. McCarthy makes history losing 11 rounds of votes for speaker. He has already offered major concessions to party hardliners. There's no way he or anyone else can function as speaker with what he's been forced to give away. And so he's being stymied, if you will, by this small group of hardliners. They are demanding concessions to reshape how the House is run and legislation it it considers a priority or alternative candidates. And remember, the House can conduct no other business. Nada. Nothing. In fact, some of you don't have representation right now. New York's 3rd Congressional District, you don't have representation because members can't be sworn in, the new members, until a speaker is chosen. So this is now the longest uh, speaker election since 1859, and House committee staffers could miss paychecks uh, uh, without a speaker in place. Uh, those that take jobs uh, with Congress uh, primarily for loan forgiveness, that's in jeopardy without a speaker. A lot is on the line, and it continues today in about 12 hours. Hillary Clinton joins the faculty at Columbia University as a professor, a presidential fellow, and I think that is a wonderful thing. I really do. I really believe that the young people can learn a lot from her. Columbia President Lee Bollinger, who's a good guy, uh, full disclosure, I've known him about 20 years, uh, he had me speak at the same school where Hillary Clinton uh, is going to uh, be teaching at. And uh, former New York City Mayor David Dinkins used to work at that same uh, school. But Bollinger praised Clinton's two historic and record-breaking presidential campaigns. Again, I think it's wonderful, but here's the catch. Here's the catch. And there is a catch. There is a catch. I don't see Columbia offering former President Trump, a job. I I don't see the State University of New York offering former President Trump uh, a a job as a a visiting professor, a presidential fellow. And so it's wonderful that Hillary Clinton is going to be teaching the young people, and um, she will be at the School of International and public affairs, if my memory serves me correct, it's on 100 and, uh, uh, I shouldn't guess, but I think it's 123rd Street, a beautiful building. And it was in that building when a few years ago that I first noticed, uh, I went to the restroom and they had, uh, what do you call it, non-gender or whatever restrooms. And I was like, uh, what do I do here? Do I go to this restroom? Do I go to that restroom? 
And so I don't know what they have up there now. The last time I was there uh, was to visit a former New York City mayor, David Dinkins. He taught there at the same school. And so in addition, Hillary Clinton uh, is joining the Columbia World Projects program as a presidential fellow. Crime, New York City. I already see Michael in New Jersey, one of the calls, wants to talk about crime. The NYPD, the NYPD revealing today what we already know. Out-of-control teenagers are committing a growing portion of the Big Apple's robberies. Really? Really? Newsflash. Breaking news. Breaking news here. Mayor Adams warning that many city kids are headed towards a career in violence. Really? Really? During a uh, briefing on last year's ComStat numbers, uh, police officials said that 20% of robbery arrests during the fourth quarter involved individuals under the age of 18 compared to 17% for the entire year. And even worse, the trends continue on, unfortunately, with 10% of all shooting victims, 10% of all shooting victims in New York City are under the age of 18. And I, I, I know we live in a day of political correctness, but what should have gone with this story is because the parents are not teaching these kids at, at home. They're not teaching these kids anything. And then the streets take them over, and, and and not all, but some. And then here we go. And this is a story that we told you about yesterday. We are about, we are about to start uh, the telephone calls. But as I said last night, the city uh, looks like it has a new rat's czar, but we don't know how long it's going to last. So, Curtis Lewa, and he addressed this on his radio show, Curtis Slewa goes out to the mayor's residence in Brooklyn and cleans up the garbage in the area. And Curtis Slewa took exception to police officials that were there that he felt was, if you, if you will, uh, were spying on him and the guardian angels. And so the mayor's spokesman is, uh, Throwing cold water, let's put it that way, on Sliwa's rat czar dreams, stating that the mayor only offered him the opportunity to apply for a rodent enforcement-related internship, internship, not the top spot. We'll let you hear what the mayor said again uh, from yesterday in just a minute. And so uh, the spokesman says Curtis Sliwa has yet to apply to be our rat intern. We, we know he's not experienced enough for the position, but that hasn't stopped him from seeking a job before. Interesting. I'm going to let you hear what the mayor had to say yesterday, and then we'll follow up with Curtis Lee from today. Let's first listen to Mayor Adams from yesterday. Well, first, Curtis, yes, I will take him up on his offer. You know, uh, if he says he would be my rat czar for free, uh, I'm going to call him, and I would like for him to come on board to do it. Don't put it out there if you're not willing to uh, live up to it. If you're going to write a check, make sure you can cash it. So, yes, tell Curtis, come 
to be my rat czar, okay? And he's going to realize this is not a Tom and Jerry playful commercial here. This is real stuff. And so, yes, I look forward to him. I would make sure, Adon, can we bring him on board? He could be part of our internship program because I know he's probably looking for a job since he lost the job that he was trying to get. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much for giving me that information. Okay, so so maybe the mayor, when he made this initial comment, maybe he was in a good mood. Maybe it was tongue-in-cheek. But, Mr. Mayor, you have to know that if you bring it to Curtis Lewa, Curtis Lewa is going to bring it back to you. And so, Curtis Lewa, from his radio show just hours ago. Yeah, I, I know it's real stuff, Harry. <laughs> I'm growing up in this city. <laughs> I deal with uh, rats all the time, two-legged rats, four-legged rats. I'm the biggest two-legged rat at all. Take a chill pill, Eric. You're not an expert on everything in this city. Stop being obstinate. Stop being pretentious, thinking you know it all. You don't. I know more about rats than you do. These two. I know more about rats than you do. No, I do. No, I do. No, I do. No, I do. I guess we need a debate uh, between these two again, but this time over the issue of rats. We are going to start with your telephone calls, 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. It's very good to be optimistic. It really is. I'm really not optimistic. I'm pessimistic. But it's good to be optimistic. But if you're too optimistic, you start imagining that things are going to happen that will never happen. And the reason I'm bringing this up is you made a number of predictions, and I went against those predictions. And it turned out that on all of your predictions, you were wrong, and I was correct on all of them but one. Okay. Now, Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, yeah, go go ahead. Sure. Run, run them down, please. And I'll okay. tell you what I said, and then okay. we'll see if I was accurate or not. But go ahead, Michael. Good enough. You said that the mayor, Eric Adams, would get rid of his racist gun czar. This guy doesn't have a job very long. He's going to be gone. Well, a year's gone by, over a year. He's still the gun czar. He's not going anywhere. As long as Eric Adams is mayor, he will keep his job. And I predicted that. Do you but, remember that? Okay, I don't remember it, but I but I do recall that it's a non-paying job. Isn't that correct? He made, he made racist remarks. He should not have the job. Number two, you were saying let one of these politicians be the victim of a crime or let a family member be the victim of a I, crime. I, I, do, I did say that. I did right. say that. It sounds normal because you think normally. Well, do you remember when I was having the debate with, with uh, David? David was saying he was mugged a number of times, and then he said to me, I will never, never vote for a Republican. Yes. All the Democrats are progressives. That proves that, no, I, to be perfectly honest. It does not. He's not. David is not an elected official, Michael. I mean, come no, on. Not, no, no, but here's what I'm saying. If that's the way the progressives think, they, yeah, another one is Audrey. Audrey's cousin was murdered. 
I mean, you can't get worse than that. She was crying hysterically. She called the guy that killed her cousin an animal. Now, you ask her, Audrey, who did you vote for? I voted for Hochul. I don't want to be racist or racial, but the truth is, in New York City, which is predominantly black, black people don't seem to care if they're victims of crime because they carry the vote. And if they would have had voted for the Republican instead of Hochul, he would have gotten in. No, that, that that's not true, Michael. What they do feel, and I'm not a spokesman for the black people, but what but what they do feel is historically, whether it's reality or not, they feel that the Democratic Party is much more sympathetic to them and to issues that they care about. And so you and I know that with this Black Lives Matter thing, it was really it was really amount an amount of okay, let let's let's support Black Lives Matter and they're gonna turn out in masses and vote for us. And that's exactly what happened to Biden. But that's why they support. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that it's right, and I'm certainly not saying that it's in their best interest. And so, I, I, you know, you, you're referring to uh, to uh, uh, Audrey, uh, but Audrey is not a, a public official. And so, but I, but I do, I do thank you uh, for the telephone call. Let's go to Rob in White Plains. Good morning, Rob. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And I'm delighted to be with you, Dominic. Listen, I'm Thank not you. a spokesperson for white people either. So, okay, okay, uh, we'll fair give enough. you my opinion on something, and I'm a pretty good judge of polls and things like that. Fair enough. Observing, I think that the more McCarthy makes concessions, the more the general public feels he's desperate and they don't trust him. The longer this goes. Uh, more and more people. That I'm talking general public now. I don't know what the Congressional Caucus is going to do. But that, it, what do you think of that? Um, see, the the problem I have with that, it's Rob. The image thing, you know what I mean? It's, well, it, it's but, like but the, the, but the problem. desperate. Okay, but wait, the problem I have with that, I think the Freedom Caucus is way out of line. I have to be honest with you. And I, I think that some of them just want to burn down the institution for the uh, sake of burning down the institution. And then what? And then what? Mm-hmm. Now, now I, I will say this as it relates to McCarthy. And, and here, here's where I am, Rob, what I'm trying to figure out. If the job as speaker has been watered down, to to essentially stand for nothing, why are you still begging for the job? Right, that's my point. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make you feel even more uneasy about him? No, I'm more uneasy about the Freedom Caucus. I, I'm not. I'm not uneasy about about McCarthy. I'm uneasy about um about the Freedom Caucus, because I think that that I really believe that they are redefining our politics in a bad way. I really feel that way. Do you believe he's he's losing dignity or authority, though? Well, 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 he's he's digging in. But at a certain point, uh, at a certain point, you know, you have to face the reality that these 20 members and, and a lot of it is personal and we'll never know the full story about what's going on. But but mm-hmm. we'll see, Rob, how this all plays out. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Pete. Uh, Pete in New Hampshire. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? 
Hi, Dom. I love you and love your show. I love like you, too. Show. Love you, too. Thank you, Pete. Go ahead. Everybody else. I'm only going to say one thing. As a Vietnam vet, I got to tell you something, Dom. I can't believe the state of affairs in this country. What's going on in this country is just absolute dog crap crazy. And the reason I say that, Dom, is I'm going to go back to New York City and your mayor. Curtis Lewa should be the mayor, and I'm going to say that for one reason. This guy, you know, your city, the city of New York City, was a sanctuary city, and now all these all the people, these illegal aliens, they're not migrants, Dom. They're illegal aliens, number one. They've been brought into the country and dumped out of Texas by the, by the uh, governor of Texas, Okay, and you get what you you get what you get. And the reason why I say that, Dom, is the reason why is, is because for all these years that's been going on, number one, sanctuary cities, you get what you got. Okay, not you, Dom, personally. I'm just saying, number one. Number two is you get what you vote for. Curtis Lewa should have won the election. Just like Donald Trump, who I did not like, I voted for the man twice. I like the man. I like what he did with this country. He got it back on track. The swamp hated the man, took him out. They had to get rid of this guy. He took this country back on track, and look where we're headed, just like all the cities in this country, Dom. Okay? The other thing is, is that you get what you vote, who you vote for. Num- number three. And the other thing is, Dom, following up through, is that God bless our country, America, but you know what? We are on our way down in this country. I've never seen this country, a 71-year-old man going on 72 years old, I have never seen this country in such a poor, sad sad state of affairs, okay? Okay, Pete, I I hear you. I I hear you, and I I thank you uh, for your call. And um, the way I the way I look at it, Pete, is that we all have a responsibility to turn this around. All of us, all of us, not not just the politicians, all of us. And that's why my point is that you have to contact your elected officials. You have to vote. You have to vote. You have to vote. You have to vote. And a lot of us get turned off by the political process. We don't we don't vote. And um that that's how we're in this mess right now. Because McCarthy should have enough of a cushion where it wouldn't matter what the uh Freedom Caucus was doing. But because he's only got a four-seat cushion. That means that nothing will get done over the next two years. Let me go to Lynn in New Jersey. Good morning, Lynn. What's on your mind? Good morning. Thank you very much. I've been trying to buy your book. I went to a very popular bookstore during a rainstorm, mind you, and they tell me that it's an e-reader. 
I'm a little old lady, and I don't want an e-reader. I was born and raised in Rhode Island. I was born and raised in Rhode Island. I want something that I can hold in my hand, take wherever I want to go. It has nothing to do with the Internet. Right. Hey, hey Lynn, you know what? I, I completely uh, agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will pass on the uh, the Internet uh, for some aspects as well. You said you're an old lady, but you don't sound that, sound like you. You sound like you have a... Um, a lot of energy to me, a lot of energy oh, to do. me. I do have, and I think it was because I was born and raised in Rhode Island, and I think you fell in love with Rhode Island. Hey, so, therefore, Lynn. you're I'm attached to you. Hey, Lynn, yes. Lynn, yeah. don't, don't tell them the secret that I fell in love with Rhode Island. Don't, don't tell them. Don't tell everybody. Don't tell everybody that I absolutely love Rhode Island. Well, that's where my heart will always be in Rhode Island. Yes. And so, it, it, uh, if you, uh, you can, well, you do have to deal with the internet for some things. You can go to my website, dominiccarteronline.com, dominiccarteronline.com. You can order it there. You can find out more information there. And if you don't like that, you can go to Amazon. You can go to Barnes and Nobles. Uh, dot I com. went to Barnes. That's where I was at, Barnes and Nobles. Okay, and well, they told well, me e-reader. Okay, well, well, they don't know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> go, go, <laughs> go to uh, DominicCarterOnline. dot com. But Lynn, I appreciate yes. you, and God bless you, and um, and thank you, and and I'm I'm in love with your with your state of uh, Rhode Island because to be honest with you. Hey, uh, hey, Matt Blaze. What's the name of that movie with um, with uh, what's the comedian Jim Carrey, and uh-huh. and and he raises these three black kids, and and it's in it's shot in Rhode Island. Or Kenneth, does anybody know what the name of this movie is? The, the, I got to check on that. Okay, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, and he plays a Rhode Island uh, state trooper. And he raises uh, these three. Is it me, myself, and Irene? Yes, me, me, myself, and Irene. Me, me myself, and Irene. So, so Lynn, the only thing I knew, <laughs> I knew of uh, Rhode Island was the movie Me, Myself, and Irene that starred Jim Carrey. And I saw the uh, picturesque, if you will, views of the of the of the ocean and so on and the water. And They're in so, my head every day. The pictures of that old beautiful ocean. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And and then when I got to Rhode Island, I have never seen anything like that before in my life in terms of the beauty. And I Thanks. think I thank you and thank you for the call, Lynn. I think that everybody from the New York tri-state area should go visit Rhode Island. It it is stunning, stunning, beautiful. Go to uh, Newport and uh, oh, the food, the seafood, and the and the uh, and the water and the boats, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Let's go to Robert. Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? How you doing, Dominic? It's always good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Um, go right ahead. Uh, before, I wanted to make a comment about Hillary and education, but I wanted to touch on what you were talking about with this um, thing with the speaker. Um, I kind of see both sides of this, okay? And 
I'm willing to just let it play out. And then because we're going to pass laws knowing they're going to be vetoed and we're going to do our investigations, a couple days isn't going to stop all that. Okay. I think this is just mostly media driven frenzy over this. I understand the historical precedents and all that, but I'm willing to wait to see how it shakes out. And I'm going to tell you, this is nothing compared to what you're going to see in 2024 if the Republicans take the Senate. Okay. Okay, but wait, 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 Robert, Robert, wait. I I want to go yeah. back. I want to go back. Sure, sure. I mean, do let me just put it this way: Do you do you completely understand that twenty members of the Freedom Caucus are hijacking right. the entire Congress? Okay, so what you're telling me is if you if you you don't vote your conscience. If you vote your conscience, you're hijacking the process. Is that what you're telling me? No. What What I'm telling you, and you you bring up a very well, good point. That's what you're doing though. Well, okay, that's but wait. Doing. Okay, but wait, 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 wait. No, no, it's okay. Sorry, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm gonna let you finish because I didn't mean to cut you off. When mm-hmm. when when, see, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, Robert. Sure. The the um, <clears throat> the um. The Congress that you see on TV, I'm going to. In other words, in other words, uh, they, they, you, they, it, part of it is going along to get along. Now, I know, I know that people, some people are not going to agree with that, but part of the process is you have to. You can't vote your conscience on every single issue. That's just not realistic, Robert. That's not the way modern day um, politics I- works. That's the problem with modern day politics, and I would I would respectfully disagree with you. Okay, now I'm not saying that they, that the uh, free and it's only 20 of the 53 members of the Freedom Caucus, so it's not the whole Freedom Caucus. Okay, but I would tell you that this is a battle that has been. Well, do, should we wait another two years to attack the Republican members of the swamp, Dominic? You know, I mean, how long do we have to put up with this? Going along to get along with socialism will only get you incremental socialism, period, end of story. There's no negotiating with socialists, okay? They want socialism, period, and they're going to do whatever they're going to do to achieve that end, and we have to fight that. And people like McConnell and McCarthy aren't going to fight it hard enough. Now, do we disrupt the whole process over McCarthy? Maybe you have a point there. That's why I'm saying I see both sides of this. It's going to be worse with McConnell because I won't tolerate McConnell being uh, um, majority leader in the Senate. I won't tolerate that, okay? Um, But I'm just saying I see both sides, and I'm willing to let it play out. I'm not giving out to the minutia hysteria that this typically generates in a 24-hour news cycle, and I respect and I respect what you're saying, man. And I, I and I, and you, I, and as I, always, when and I, I disagree and, with you, I still I, understand and, what you're saying. And I greatly respect you as well, Robert. That That's why I like having these conversations. But I just want to raise one more point, and then I do need to take a break. So the members of the Freedom Caucus, the 20 that are holding this up, anytime they want to, unless there's cooperation from Democrats, anything is going to be held up. Anything. It really, it really doesn't matter what McCarthy does or anybody else. If if the Republican Party, they, they're supposed to have the majority, right? But if the if these members of the Freedom Caucus do not agree, nothing is going to get done. And I just don't think Robert that that's the way 
that government's supposed to work. I think you're wrong about that. I think it will get done when the dust settles. And one more thing real quick. The only thing that Hillary should ever have to do with educating anybody is to help fellow inmates get their GEDs. And so, I mean that respectfully to you as well. Okay, so, you so, yourself... so wait, wait, Robert, Robert, Robert. So so you yes. don't feel former Secretary of State, the first woman to uh, uh, come within a heartbeat, if you will, becoming president, and you don't believe that she has something to offer young people in a classroom college she's setting? A, setting? She, she's a criminal, darling. Okay, I hear you, but so you you don't think she has anything to offer young people? She's a criminal, Dominic. Okay, all right, Robert. Well, I I appreciate your call, friend. We we just respectfully disagree on that one. Um, I think it's wonderful that she's going to be at Columbia, but I also say, what about former President Trump? And I think we all know. And again, I have a lot of respect for Pres- President Bollinger uh, at Columbia. But it just seems that if your politics are on the left, it's a lot easier for you to be brought into an institution of higher learning. But if we're going to do this, and I think we should, I think Hillary Clinton can offer the young people uh, a tremendous lesson on government and politics. But I also think that former President Trump can offer them the same type of lesson and that he should be given the opportunity to do so as well. Now, maybe he has and turned down the job, but I I haven't read anything about former President Trump being offered. um, And and let's cut through the nonsense. We all know that Ivy League schools are not going to make an offer for former President Trump to be a visiting professor. And if we're going to do it for one party, we should do it for the other. I see the calls that are coming in. We're going to take your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77, This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, and we will go right back to the uh, telephone calls. I see a couple of uh, calls where you folks say Hillary Clinton should not, should not be teaching. I'll go to them in just a second, but first let's go to Steve in Manhattan. And Steve, can we make this one call where you don't say the far left? Steve? Okay, well, yeah, I, I guess we could try, but uh, I, I can't believe Curtis is – what is Curtis? Eric Adams made? He's cleaning the guy's house now? I mean, this is getting really silly the way things happen. Wait, 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 and, wait, but uh, he, he cleaned the outside the, – the, the, the community where – he cleaned the community outside where – because if it's not clean, it, it, it breeds further rats to come to the area. 
What's wrong yeah, with the, what's wrong with that, Steve? Well, the people who live there should clean it. He's got to go over there and act as a maid. Come on, that's nonsense. People who live there should clean that that stuff up, and don't let that pile up. Um, the thing the thing with that's going on in, in in the Congress. There's nothing wrong with people who've been elected. They're representatives of their districts. They're representatives of America. Uh, they have their point of view. They they have a point of view that has not been addressed. In America, like putting the military on the border, building a wall down there, getting rid of affirmative action and race quotas, getting rid of that big, juicy welfare programs that we have inside this country. It's possible those 20 guys and and gals who are holding out, they're true believers. They have uh, an agenda that has never been addressed. And when their agenda is addressed, the Republican Party will benefit from it vote-wise because the last two years has been a disaster. We've had millions of illegals coming inside this country. We had people teaching our children pornography in grade school and teaching little children that people, that white people are the R-word. And the Democrats were still able to hold the fort down in the Senate, and Republicans couldn't overtake it, and they just barely scratched in with the, with the House of Representatives. I think these 20 people— are letting them know, listen, this is our agenda, and we want this addressed. Because to me, I think they don't really trust this guy, McCarthy. They've, they've dealt with him before. They, they feel like he's been there a long time, whatever, and he don't, they don't trust him. That's a big word, trust. And they want their agenda uh, really to be up front and center, where we know nothing's going to happen anyway because the Democrats control the Senate, and it's, just, it's probably going to be a stalemate. But the, then again, the Democrats still win because you have millions of people coming through that border. They're all going to be voters. They're all going to be parts of the census. They're creating congressional districts. You could say that's a takeover of my country and of our country them coming in here, and they want them in here. And I know the businesses want them in here because maybe there's a low unemployment rate, but there's a lot of jobs that can't be filled, and they want these jobs filled by these illegals. We know that. Democrats want them for votes. Democrats and Republicans own business, but just not the Republicans. So that's it. They want them here. That's why they're putting them in hotels in New York because they, they, folks, they want them here. They want you to accept this invasion of America. And I'm going to finish up with this, Dom. I'm not going to say the magic yeah, it's word. It's got to be quick, Steve. It's got to be quick. Sure. It's been going on for almost three minutes ago, now. Twenty years ago, there was only two people in this country talking about the invasion of America: Patriot J. Buchanan. And right. the legendary call to talk radio, right. Steve from Manhattan. Okay, I got you. Thank you. Thank you for that, Steve. Now now what I want to do, let's switch to uh, Hillary Clinton. I'm going to bring in two callers. I see Larry from Brooklyn. I see David from the Bronx. We're going to bring them on together. Larry, uh, you go first. You say Hillary Clinton should not be teaching. Why? You know, first I want to say, Dominic, your comment when you said don't you think she has something to offer for students? That was one of the most naive comments I ever heard in my life. First of all, all she's doing is allowing uh, Columbia University to burnish its leftist credentials. They are married to people, to left-wing former politicians and troublemakers all over the world, Columbia University. Uh, as, as far as she, do you think she's cultivated in her life high-minded ideas? Uh, that she could be a professor for. She's inhabited positions. uh, She's been a carpetbagger in New York, was her first political position, and it's been upward because of that. She was successful in New York. So if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. She made it all the way up to Secretary of State. That doesn't mean she has anything to convey. When she was 
co- college valedictorian, the day she gave her valedictorian uh, address, she went skinny dipping first to spite her stepfather. That was on her. That was what was on her mind. Not high minded okay. ideas. All right. I, okay. Okay, Larry. I, Larry, I heard enough. Just please hold on. David, you're up. You just heard. You guys are on together. I'm gonna back out of this. David, you go right ahead. All right. I mean, it's difficult to respond to nonsense, but I'll try. Um, regarding Hillary Clinton and Columbia University, the woman has been involved in public service her entire life, not necessarily elected, but, you know, sidelined along with her husband, Bill Clinton, former president. I think it's important for especially girls to have role models who will be teaching them about to get into politics because we need more women into politics and more people who care about the future of this country, like her or not. Hillary Clinton worked for decades to advance the cause of women and children in this country and around the world. And it's very petty of a lot of these people, like going back to some skinny dipping incident, which may or may not have happened. What does that have to do with anything? You know, listening to this entire conversation tonight, it goes back to people who either want this country to work or people who just want to obstruct everything. And that's what this is about. If Donald Trump wants to become a professor somewhere, more power to him. But I don't see that happening, to be honest. I don't think the man has the intellectual ability to be a college professor of any kind. Okay, so Larry, you just heard what David said. Your your reaction. Well, it's kind of hard for me to respond to someone who puts himself in an effeminate role to, uh, pr- to propound a woman for being a leading feminist. If you want to put a feminist in Columbia, put Gloria Steinem in Columbia. She was supposed to be a secretary of state, a leader in world politics, and now she's being hired because she's because she's leading women in the world. And I mean, that that's sort of a diminution of what her role is supposed to be. There's plenty of feminists to hire that are, that are real feminists, not fake feminists who are trying to subvert, uh, uh, you know, politics, basically. David. Onto that, please. All right. You know, this is again. First of all, he attacks me uh, something about an effeminate role. Listen here, buddy. You want to come up here to the Bronx, and I'll show you what masculine is all about. Because I don't appreciate the insults that I get on this program from people like you who don't have two brain cells to rub together if we're going to be insulting to each other. Okay, I didn't want to go there. All right, but you guys. You, you put out these statements that have no foundation at all, which is typical Trumpy tactics. That's what you people are, okay? You don't want to admit it. You know, you use your code words and everything else that I listen to patiently because I believe in listening to the other side. People like you who write Dominic and say, this Dave guy shouldn't be on the air. If I hear his voice, I turn the radio off. It's because you don't want to hear alternate opinions, and you don't want people who don't agree with you teaching the next generation. Well, unfortunately for you, there's nothing you can do to stop it because I've heard Donald Trump say many times that people like him are in the majority. You guys are not in the majority. It is people like me who are either left or in the center who are the majority. You guys are about 30% of this country, and you're not going to run over all of us. And you might have the guns, and you might have uh, your, your enthusiasm, but guess what? We're enthusiastic too. And like I said, you want to come up here to the Bronx, 
come up here to the Bronx and I'll show you something, pal, even though I'm totally blind. I don't care. Larry? Well, I'll just uh, I'll just end the debate with one question. Name me one great thing that Hillary Clinton has ever done in her life. She was Secretary of State for one. First, it's she, not a, came, not she literally had more, she had the most votes of anyone before Joe Biden became president. She lost to Donald Trump by a very narrow margin. It was like fifty-three thousand votes out of tens of millions that were cast. Okay, these and are not accomplishments. Were, these are these are uh, positions that were that were almost gotten and not gotten. Okay, Larry, I understand. Larry, I, I appreciate your call. David, I want you to hold on. Let me go to Steve in Brooklyn, who feels that Hillary Clinton should not be teaching. Let's see what Steve has to say. Go right ahead, Steve. I would start with a Socratic question I want to answer to. What has she accomplished? Um, She sold yellow cake to uh, uranium to our enemies in Russia for money. She got all the donations during the World Trade Center were going to be handled by the Clinton Foundation, and none of the money ever went, for example, to Haiti, which people donated money to the foundation for her to distribute. Um, as far as women are concerned, she threatened and browbeat all the women that fooled around with Bill, and she intimidated them into silence. That's not exactly a feminist uh, credential. Um, She also destroyed all of her digital files so no one could look into any of the corruption which she had, uh, of which there is just plenty. She also was willing to sacrifice the lives of the Marines at Benghazi, and that was never looked into either. And she whines and cries like a baby when when she's uh, playing with the big britches, other people in politics. And didn't win. There. Oh, okay, Steve. So, David, um, before I let you go, I want you to respond to what Steve just said. Okay. Just to pick out one of his, what I would call lies, because most of what he said isn't even true. Um, as far as this idea, well, there's so many things that he said that were completely wrong. But um, to go to just one thing, this business about, uh, you know, I, I'm not even going to say anything else, because I'll, I'll be honest with you. Everything he said was a distortion or just plain lies. And, oh, Benghazi, that was the one. There was a massive investigation by Republicans in Congress, which Kevin McCarthy admitted was designed to sidetrack her presidential ambitions. And she testified for seven-plus hours, okay? Unlike a certain President Trump who's never testified about anything he's done, Hillary Clinton actually did that. And there's no evidence she let or had any intentions to let anyone die in Benghazi. That was thoroughly investigated. Every other allegation he made was false or distorted, which is all you guys ever have. All you have is what you hear on fake Fox or on right-wing talk radio. You don't do your own research. You don't listen to independent news sources, and then you repeat the same lies over and over again, trying to make them true, but it isn't working. Thank you, Dominic. Have a good night. Thank you, David. And Steve, thank you. Folks, I've got to take a break. When we come back, our Carter Cares segment, and then we'll continue with this debate uh, with Hillary Clinton. We're going to go to Norman in Brooklyn, who says that Hillary Clinton can teach if she wants to. And we're going to go to Ed on Staten Island, who says just the 
opposite. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. We will be right back. WABC. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in Washington. Congressman-elect George Santos was seen uh, sitting right next to far-right Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene Thursday, yesterday, during the, uh, the ninth round, if you will, the ninth round of the failed attempt to elect a speaker and at one point, Green leans over to Santos and covers her mouth as she muttered something uh, to the freshman congressman-elect. And whatever Green said caused uh, Santos to burst out laughing. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. So I just mentioned Norman in Brooklyn as it relates to Hillary Clinton. He says Hillary Clinton can teach at Columbia University if she wants to. Ed on Staten Island says she should not be teaching. Norman, you go first, and Ed, you're up live as well. And then, Ed, you respond to what Norman said. Go right ahead, Norman. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, Ed and I are fellow travelers. I mean, I've heard Ed speak. Uh, I'm a conservative. I'm radically conservative. But uh, here's the situation. I have no problem that Hillary Clinton is teaching in a liberal arts institution like Columbia. Um, the, listen, uh, all sorts of crazy radicals are teaching in our universities, and I don't have any problem. I would never vote for Hillary, a major Trump supporter. Um, I've gone to rallies for Trump, and I, you know, I, including January 6th. So uh, this is no uh, Hillary Clinton supporter here. But, hey, I had Allen Ginsberg when I went to Brooklyn College as my English professor, okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I had a lot of teachers that were politically I absolutely did not agree with. I mean, I was a conservative back then, too. Uh, I, here's the thing. It's a university. She was secretary of state. Um, I, see no, I see no harm in that. I would prefer her doing that been running for a president again. That's it. That's all I got to say on that. Okay, Ed, you go ahead. I enjoy Norm's comments well. He's a regular on Reader's Show. And I agree with him almost all of, all of the time. But, I mean, Hillary took a $225,000 fee from UNLV, which is a public school. And then back to Steve, Hillary Clinton, during her Benghazi testimony, said, at this point, what difference does it make? And there was a dead ambassador, you know, in Benghazi. And, uh, you know, she she did raise a lot of money for Haiti. And even the governor of Haiti said, we never saw the money. So I don't think uh, she has any successes to brag about. And she's got nothing good to teach our children. 
she needs to fade away. So, Ed, even though, as Norman just said, even though she was Secretary of State, Senator, she doesn't have anything good to teach the kids, the young people. No. Wow. Okay. Well, I thank you, Norman. I thank you, Ed, for the calls. Let's go to Linda on Long Island. Good morning, Linda. What's on your mind? Hi, Tom. I just want to say that uh, she does have something to teach. How to be a liar. She's one of the biggest liars. And I have friends with, you know, Democrats, you know, normal Democrat people, uh, not the crazies. And they all hate her. And they all despise her. She's a liar. She's a crook. Everybody knows that. She just hasn't been, you know, hasn't been proven. You know, as they said, because she destroyed everything, all the evidence. I wouldn't compare her to Trump because everything is, you know, is, is separate. Um, well, I, right? I, I, I'm just talking I hear, about her. I hear you, Linda. I, I hear you, and, and I think you know I respect your opinion. I just strongly feel that she has a lot to offer the young people as well as well as former mm-hmm. President Trump. But I but I appreciate you, Linda, and I again I, I respect what you're saying. Thank you. So now and I respect you. Thank you, Linda, and have a great morning. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. What what is your position? Should Hillary be up at Columbia? Uh, you know, I don't know. Look, well, I'm of the belief that uh, academic institutions, whether it's for something like a, like a graduation ceremony or a guest lecturer or professor, I, I'm of the opinion they should have everybody. Uh, they should have everybody there. You may not like Hillary Clinton. I never voted for her, but uh, she was the Secretary of State. She was the First Lady. She was the Senator from New York. She was an eyewitness to 40 years of history. And I think uh, there is some educational value to Columbia students being able to tap into that, quite frankly. Fair enough. What do you have coming up in just minutes? And by the way, I would say the same thing if it was George Bush or, you know, a Republican politician. Um, That was my point as well. No, I I heard you say that. I thought you were right on the money. I am going to do Ask Frank Anything next hour. No no guests, so there's plenty of opportunity for people to talk. If people have questions on any subject, we'll take it. 800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. You've given the number for four. Uh, we got commendation, excuse me, denunciations coming up. And then we'll uh, take a look at some of the other stories that uh, that you've been following. Also, it is January 6th today. We'll take a look at what that means for the future of the January 6th committee and how what happened in January 6th a couple of years ago is going to be viewed by future historians as well. So we got a lot to get to. i got some fun stories that I'm going to share as well. Let's go right back to the phones together. Let's go to uh, Mark in Kentucky. Mark, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Nothing uh, much. Go right ahead. Yeah, man, man, everybody is going crazy tonight. And all I got to say is, Dominic, you, you have a great show. My wife and I listen to you all the time, and there's no more to comment. Thank you for taking my call, buddy. Okay, fair enough. And, Mark, we, we thank you. Uh, so I got a question for you, Mr. Morano. This Ask Frank Anything, sometimes I cringe. Same here. <laughs> so do I. As I'm driving home 
Where, where, where did this come from, this you know, idea? I don't remember. I don't remember where, where it came from. Uh, I think, you know, I'm always trying to do something different. Yes. And uh, I think I tried this one week, and people really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, it, and I said, all right, let's try it again another week. And it turns out to be, if you look at the streaming numbers, if you look at uh, a bunch of other factors, one of the most popular segments of the whole Frank, week. I've heard people ask you what type of underwear <laughs> do you wear. And you've answered. That's right. I'm as honest as I can be. I'm not going to betray anyone else's confidence, but to the extent that I can tell you anything about what I, what my opinion is or what I'm doing, I'm an open book. You're an open book. Okay. For the most part. Well, Frank Morano's coming your way, folks. Have a lovely weekend. Keep it right there. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.